Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is September 19th, 2023. It is Tuesday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by the Weed Witches Journal. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, home is a place we all must find. It's not just a place where you eat or sleep. Home is knowing. Knowing your mind, knowing your heart, knowing your courage. If we know ourselves, we're always home. Anywhere. By Glenda the Good Witch, The Wiz. So we are drinking chocolate orange this week from Sip the Spell because I'm finally feeling confident busting into the fall holiday flavors. And this is really meant to be reminiscent of chocolate oranges when I was growing up. Um, I would get so excited over getting a chocolate orange. I actually have like six from the past two years that I hadn't eaten, which is absolutely nuts. I don't know why I don't eat them, but I love them. (laughs) So this tea is kind of supposed to be reminiscent of those chocolate oranges. Uh, We are talking today about oranges and how magical they are. So this comes to us from themagickitchen.com. Oranges can help with love, divination, luck, and money. It's known as the love fruit. Orange is added to tea for a variety of reasons. It can be used to summon love, luck, prosperity. In a tea or juice, orange can be used to replace sacred wine in a ceremony. Use orange flowers to create lust or love potions. Couples may drink orange-infused tea to ensure wedded bliss. Oh. All right, moving into some headlines. This comes to us from August 28th and WilsonCountySource.com. Tennessee history and the paranormal converge in Southern Ghost Stories, Tennessee Tales. So get ready to experience a journey into the mysterious and supernatural as local author Alan Serkey unveils his latest book, Southern Ghost Stories, Tennessee's Tales, known as the Tennessee Haunt Storian. (laughs) Serkey, hailing from Tennessee, has garnered attention for his gripping narratives that blend history with spectral realm. Following the success of his two acclaimed Ghost of Gallatin books, Cersei continues his legacy with a spine-tingling anthology that includes new stories from nearby Cottontown and Portland. Within the pages of Southern Ghost Stories, Tennessee Tales, readers will be transported to the hauntingly enchanting landscapes of Tennessee, where history and the paranormal converge. So I definitely wanted to share this because I am somebody who really loves local haunt lore. This actually started when I was about 19. I remember, or it's like 18, 19, I would go to Wilmington, North Carolina quite a bit as a teenager. 
Um, this was just one of the ways I kind of like escaped my small town. Um, and me and my friends would road trip to Wilmington. We would just be chaos there and we'd come home. And I remember me and my friend did a ghost tour. And that was when I fell in love with ghost tours. And I realized that when I visit new places, I don't want to do the history tour. I want to do a ghost tour. Um, because you learn so much. And I remember in Wilmington, you could buy a book like Haunted Wilmington or um, Tales of Haunting on the, because they have a ship, they have like a battleship you can go check out. Um, and yeah, it was just really cool. And uh, ever since then, anytime I visit a new place, if they have a book on like haunted things of that location, I have to get it. Because I'm like, I want to learn about your town or your city through the lens of the local lore. I just feel like you learn so much. So anyways, if you're into Tennessee, I thought maybe you would like that. All right, witches, I am throwing this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Tuesday, September 19th. The waxing crescent moon continues to drill down in Scorpio today. Here, the moon moves into a T-square to Venus and the Jupiter-Uranus conjunction. This T-square is fixed in nature, so we may be feeling a little stuck in the muck. While T-squares can be difficult aspect patterns, this particular T-square has the two benefics in it, so it might be a little easier to bear. The moon in Scorpio is trying to get to the bottom of something. Venus in Leo is saying that no matter what we find down there, we are lovable and worthy humans. And the Jupiter-Uranus conjunction in Taurus says that whatever it is shouldn't hold us back. In fact, it should liberate us and give us the ability to embrace our true worth. Yes, today will be an uphill climb, but the effort will be rewarded. Your daily moon mantra is, the highest reward for a person's toil is not what they get for it, but what they become by it. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Interested in taking your weed witchery to the next level or wanting to get started? The Weed Witch's Journal by author Carrie Connor blends the worlds of cannabis and magic together to help you document, explore, and expand your daily practices. Dig deeper into yourself with intuitive insights, mystical visions, shadow work, or connect to nature for starters. Want to explore your creativity? Dive in with My Vibe, Inspirational Ink, and the Flower Power activities. Looking to practice your skills? Get attuned with pendulum work and one card reading. Plus, document your practices with full moon, new moon, spell tracker, ritual tracker, and more. Order the Weed Witch's Journal now from your favorite bookshop or wherever books are sold. All right, we are back. So if you wanted to know what I did during the commercial break, I saw some drama on the local, like, bad landlord Facebook group. People are going, no, my landlord's great. There's also a person being like, no, I know them. They suck. And it's just like this battle going on. Anyways, um, what do you do during the commercial break? That's the question. All right, so we are moving on 
we have what is this oh maybon okay so uh, yesterday we talked about maybon things you can do as a group but today we're talking about maybon for solo practitioners so let's talk about a few ways you can practice maybon this comes to us from witchcraftedlife.com, and this is 15 free and low-cost ways to celebrate Maybon. So, one, you can gather natural treasures. So you can forage, look for little trinkets. I have a friend who is like eagle eye. She, we can go anywhere, and she'll just see things on the ground, like in the distance, and it's insane. So that seems like a really fun way. Take a nature walk, see what you find on the ground. Um, in New Orleans, it could be anything, so that could be fun. Um, do a little banishing magic. What is something in your life that you need to get rid of good and forever? Do a banishing spell. You could try to learn a new skill. I love this. Uh, maybe you can find like a free course online or um, maybe you've always wanted to learn how to play the cups song with cups. That could be fun. Um, I really like learning new things. <laughs> uh, you could practice leaf divination known as philomancy, divining via leaves. It's an ancient practice whose roots likely stretch back to early days of human existence. Leaves are abundant in most parts of the world, so it stands to reason that they were probably easy to find uh, for early people who love to turn things into divination. So historical records tell us that philomancy was used by cultures such as the ancient Greeks, Romans, Celts, and Chinese, just to name a few. There are various ways to look for omens, signs, meanings, and answers in leaves. They include listening to sounds, rustling, uh, interpreting their shapes or colors. For example, if the leaf has fallen face up or down, uh, reading the veins, characteristics, super fun. Uh, you could donate to a local food bank. One of my favorite ways to do a ritual is that when I do a spell, I like to offer money. I'll be like, here's $5 in my spell. And I'll be like, I'm going to donate this to a local, maybe the local library or a local charity, or I'll just leave it like on a sidewalk. And I'm, ho I'm hoping someone who really needs it stumbles upon it. And that's kind of sometimes how I will do charity involved in my magic. You can create a crystal grid for Maybon if you're into crystals. Get earthy with it. Uh, recycle old candles and maybe melt them into a new candle. That seems like a really fun project, especially if you're someone who's very hands-on. If you really like tangible, crafty projects, that could be a lot of fun. You can reflect on a recent loss you've had. Uh, maybe do a silent supper. You can dress in fall time colors if you don't have time to do a lot, but you're like, I can celebrate in some ways. Uh, dress in fall colors. See, there's always ways we can participate without having to spend a lot of money or a lot of time. Ooh, record your favorite recipes. I am so bad at this where I will like develop recipes and think, oh, I'll remember and then two months, I have no clue what I did. Like, finally write them down. 
You can set your intentions for the upcoming year too, as well as maybe making like corn husk dolls, things like that. So there's definitely options. Now, I did ask our listeners, what do you do during Maybon? And here are some of our responses. Oh, Lilith posted a photo of her mantle that she decorates. Oh, it's gorgeous. Ugh. I am really jealous of people who um, are really cute decorators. Like, I can throw a picture in a frame and that's it. But people who can add, like, accoutrements, I think is really nice. Pat, or Nat says, around the new moon, I'll do a full cleansing of the house with the windows open, followed by a symbolic sweeping of the whole house out the front door and ending with a smoke cleanse. For the season, we do simmer pots, use our backyard fire pit at least once a week, mold wine, keep windows open, and make uh, apple crisp using apples from our backyard apple tree. We have fence posts at each corner of our property, so on the fall and spring equinox, I'll go around visiting uh, with each and every tree and then drawing protection, love, and prosperity sigils on the fence posts with some water from simmer pots that day. I also go around with a mix of used coffee grounds and powdered egg shells and dust the property line. I love that. Sage says, I like making Mabon soup. It has gourds, roots, potatoes, and carrots, beef broth based and served with bread. If I have guests, I like everyone to stir the soup with their intentions for this season. Oh, gosh. Nyx shared the cutest little pumpkin friend guy uh, who has little googly eyes. And it's a little knit project. So cute. Melissa says she likes decorating. Larissa says apple picking. Oh, that's a good one. Then invoking my grandmother from beyond the veil to help me bake apple dumplings. Also decorating, doing a simmer pot with apples, uh, scraps, and drinking cider. I love this, Larissa. Um, I Every single year, I want to do a silent supper. Uh, but then I worry, like, who would I invite? And then not everyone is going to, like, give it their all. And I don't know. I, I always kind of get host stage fright when I want to do a silent supper, but I like this adaptation of silent supper. Instead of inviting them to eat, why not invite them to cook? I love that. That's so great. Amber says, I used to crank up the AC and put on my best sweater and pretend it's not a million degrees outside and bake a bunch of yummy fall goodies. Bread, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin cheesecake. This year, however, our whole entire way of living has changed. That's right, Amber. I forgot. Uh, I believe Amber now is on the road. Amber says, no baking. My ovens are not usable yet, and it runs off propane tanks, so I really don't want to use it. If I can't air fry it, I'm not doing it. Ooh, may I, I, Amber, I feel like I've seen people kind of make hand pies. So maybe you can make little tiny pies and then uh, air fry them. Oh, she says, but it's too hot to bake. Fair. When it does finally cool down in winter, I'll do my best campfire baking. I have been making an effort to get outside more earlier, so that will probably be our thing this year. Long nature walks at sunrise while it's still cool enough. We're currently in very rural farm land. 
We talk to cows and rescue insects on our walks, and some of the local dogs will join us for long stretches. My son thinks they join us to keep us safe from the wildlife coyotes. He very well could be right. We haven't seen any, but we sure do hear them at night. Ooh. I love these ideas. and I'm so inspired by some of your ideas. I now suddenly have the urge to bake. So I'm very excited. Uh, but thanks for sharing. This was great. All right, witches. Uh, we do have a card pull today. Let's see what our card is. This is from the Dark Magic Oracle. And our card is Unseen. So let's see. When unseen is drawn, it is a positive acknowledgement of your growing potential. This can feel scary and intense sometimes. It can feel like no one understands you and they never will. But unseen reminds you that this dark time is good. You don't have to resist it or feel resentful if others don't understand you. You don't have to do anything. Just being is enough. And daily practice, wear amethyst for peace and citrine for light to guide your way out of the darkness. Drink rose tea for self-love and acceptance. And when you feel the need, light your silver candle and meditate in front of your altar on your divine right to be happy no matter what. I love that. All right, witches. We are wrapping up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to Christy Hendrickson. Christy, you transcendent, wicked spinster. Kim Bowes, you scrumptious, smashing kitten. And Vanessa, you glittery, smashing gnome. Thank you for so much for being Patreon supporters. I really, really appreciate it. And that is it. So don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we reference today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs>